Last night at the Carter House, something happened. Last night we had a lot of activity on our street. There was a policeman who came by our house and a fireman. I don't remember if there was a doctor, but it wasn't all bad that happened. We ended up talking to two nurses for well over an hour. One thing that was interesting was that by the end of the evening, it was as if time had slowed down. What was going on at our house? Well, most of you probably know. You've probably figured it out by now. Last night we had a lot of activity on our street because it was Halloween. There were kids walking around everywhere. There was a policeman and a fireman who came by. Huh? Huh? You didn't get it before this? I don't remember if there was a doctor, but it wasn't all bad. We ended up talking to two nurses for well over an hour, and the truth be known, it was three hours. We talked to two nurses last night for three hours at our house. It just happened to be by Skype, and it was our son Ryan and his wife Jessica, and we Skyped with them for three hours last night during the midst of giving out candy. One thing... Interesting was that by the end of the evening, it was as if time had slowed down, and in fact it had, by exactly one hour. Okay? So now you see this, like maybe at first you were kind of fooled, but now the context is set, and you totally understand everything that's going on. My sense is that reading the book of Ruth is a bit like this. There is so much more to the story than meets the eye. And when you get the context, all of a sudden everything becomes clearer. So I'm going to talk about that context in just a moment. But first, we're going to hear the story of Ruth. What did Ruth say? I'm going to go wherever you go. There once was a woman named Ruth. Find me a story about a girl. Ruth was a Moabite. Her husband's family was too. They left Judah because of famine. Sadly, both of Naomi's sons died. Back then, women had to have a man to look after them. I crazy, right? So Naomi decided to go back home. Told Ruth to go back home, but she didn't want to. Ruth said, wherever you go, I go. Ruth and Naomi needed food. Ruth gathered leftover grain from a farmer named Boaz. Boaz saw Ruth and he liked what he saw. (laughs) Boaz was kind to Ruth and helped her and Naomi. My name is Boaz and I love Ruth. No, my name is Boaz and I love Ruth. And eventually they got married. They had a son named Obed. And then he had a son named Jesse. And then (laughs) Jesse had a very famous son named David. David was the most loved king in Israel. And his great-grandma Ruth wasn't even a Jew. She was a Moabite, and her husband and his family were Jews. Can you say all that? No. You want to do it again? Take two. Ruth said, wherever I go... Wherever you go. <laughs> Do it again. That's all right. Wink in the camera. Wink. 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 
So we even had outtakes, huh? Not bad. Thank you, John Casella, for putting that together. I laughed there in the middle. Did you get the part about Jesse? <laughs> that was so cute. Well done, everybody. Well, I hope you know the story of Ruth and Naomi and all that goes on there. I think that uh, if you know the story still, there are some things that you have to know in order to get it. And so, if you're going to understand Ruth, here's some things you need to know. It is a time filled with idolatry and evil. Right at the beginning of the book, it says that the, the events of Ruth happened about the time of the Judges. And if you've read the book of Judges, you know that it's, a, it's a, a horrible story in terms of what is going on at that point uh, in Israel. In fact, if you read Judges 19 through 21, and I cur- I'm going to encourage you at the end of the, of the sermon today to go read Ruth today. But read Judges 19 through 21, not during the sermon this morning. And you are going to find an unbelievably brutal, strange, evil kind of story at the end of the book of Judges. It is a time that is filled with idolatry and evil. In contrast, the story of Ruth is a story of faithfulness, love, compassion, and grace. And I think this is absolutely intentional by God. In contrast to everything that is present in Israel that is so evil, there's at least one story that is refreshing. A story of goodness, a story of love, a story of compassion, right in the midst of all of this evil. And so we hear sometimes the word remnant, which refers to that which is left after everything else. And really, Ruth is like a remnant of hope in a very, very dark period. It's interesting that Ruth and Orpah, the other sister-in-law, are Moabites who therefore stand outside of God's people. But Naomi ends up treating her daughter-in-law as well, despite the fact that they're not from Israel. And it's a story of redemption where Naomi takes these two daughter-in-laws who came from outside the nation and who should, in fact, be rejected if all things are equal according to God's law, but they're embraced and loved and brought in. Ruth, in turn, is exceedingly kind to Naomi and is totally devoted to her. Those words that we sang just a little while ago, where you go, I'll go. Whom you serve, I'll serve. My God is going to be your God comes from the book of Ruth. We sang those words this morning because they come right from the heart of somebody who is saying to Naomi, I will make everything that you are mine. And of course, the point in the song that we sang this morning is that we make everything that is God's ours. We want to say this to God. Ruth finds compassion among the Israelites when she returns even though in one sense she shouldn't have. But she is Naomi's daughter-in-law, and so they love her and they embrace her and they treat her well. Even the kinsman redeemer who allows Naomi's land to be purchased by Boaz is participating in the process of grace that comes to Naomi and Ruth through Boaz. And so the whole story is a story of grace. And in choosing Ruth, the Moabite woman, a statement is being made about God and how he cares way more about someone's heart 
than about their lineage. And that really is as much the point as anything. That God cares more for the heart of a person than he does about their lineage. In fact, God isn't very concerned about where you've been. He doesn't care if you have a sinful past. He doesn't care what your roots are or your lineage. What God cares about is where your heart is. And he's ready to redeem both a whole nation and redeem us as individuals if we give our hearts to him. The way that Ruth gives herself to Naomi. And then in the way that Naomi gives herself back to Ruth. And the way that Ruth gives herself to Boaz. And the way that Boaz gives himself to Ruth. And the way that the kinsman redeemer gives up a portion of land that he could have. All of this is just one story after another as it unfolds of God's people giving, and I say God's people because it's the heart that he evaluates, giving themselves over to another out of love and devotion. And so it's absolutely a story about compassion and grace and love and what God desires of humankind in the midst of very difficult times and in contrast to what is so evil. And again, we won't read those last chapters of Judges today. But it is amazing how intolerable God's people had become. Like the ones that were supposed to be devoted to him are committing unspeakable sins. Sins that if they were happening today, the United Nations would go into action to try and stop it. It's absolutely horrible what was going on. And here we find this woman, Ruth, being everything in contrast to that. The 12 tribes completely give themselves over to evil. Ruth completely gives herself over to God and to Naomi. The world at this point, as far as Israel, has become a living hell. It's nightmarish to think about what the nation of Israel is at this point. But clearly God wants to redeem Israel, even from itself. And I just want you to think for a moment about our world. I don't know about you. People have different opinions about what's happening in the world today. If we cure a disease, people think that the world is on the rise, that there is advancement. If we can stop some people from driving drunk and create a better society thereby, people feel like there are positive changes being made. And I don't quarrel with that. I think there are definitely some positive things happening. But in my opinion, and I don't know if you share this or not, as I look at the whole world, as I think about where things stand in comparison to where they used to stand, I'm not sure that we're any better off. In fact, it seems to me as though there's a progression of humankind, at least in North America, in the direction of evil beyond what we used to be. I think we're getting worse rather than getting better. I don't think humankind is making huge progress. We may cure some diseases. I'm not sure that we're becoming a more holy people. But God is consistently wanting to redeem our world. And really, I think that's what the story of Ruth is about more than anything else. Do you know the word redeemer or redemption occurs 23 times 
in the book of Ruth. The word redeemer or redemption occurs 23 times in a book with four chapters. Almost six times on average per chapter, the word redeemer or redemption is found in this short little book. Does that not seem like some kind of theme? Clearly, God is trying to say in this book that he wants to redeem humankind. He wants relationship between himself and those who've broken relationship. He wants to show through Ruth that the maintaining of relationship and love, even between people, is really the whole big, beautiful story. And so if you haven't read Ruth, it's much more than just a story about a woman who marries and loses her husband and then lives with her mother-in-law until she eventually marries the mother-in-law's relative and gets some land. It's so much more than that because it's a story of redemption of lives that are being put back together. People who care for one another, who give themselves to one another, who want the very best for each other. And God wants that for us as he extends exactly that to us. There are three other things I want you to see, kind of like by the ways. The first is, Ruth becomes the great-grandmother of David. Now that's amazing. You just think about who David is in the history of Israel as the king who is the ultimate king. And even though he has his problems, everyone looks to David as the great king of Israel. Who is his great-grandmother? She's not even from Israel. She comes from outside the lineage. And yet she's part of his lineage, which tells me that God is one who grafts in those who are undeserving. It also tells me that we don't know the impact that we're going to have in the lives of those who are going to come after us. David's own life becomes an amazing testimony to God's faithfulness, his compassion and love. God recognizes the value and the heart of David, even when David commits great sin. And I think David gets that kind of heart from his great-grandmother. I think Ruth's heritage and the character that she is is passed down to generations after her so that it's not her about whom it's said, But it's her great-grandson about whom it said, this is a man after God's own heart. And again, I think he got that right from his great-grandmother, a heart that seeks after God and is willing to give herself up for another. The second thing is, the story tells us what God wants for humankind. He wants redemption. He wants us to be redeemed. It's amazing to me that the story of Israel is so horrible right up until this point. And you go right to the end of the book of Judges and it's just terrible. You just read it and go, what is going on with these people? And then you open the next page and the story begins of God redeeming those very people who don't deserve it. But he loves them and cares for them and tells them this story. So the world's filled with corruption and evil and deceitfulness and destruction. 
And God redeems. Sometimes I think he responds perfectly in a way that's in line with the way the world is. And so we see God even participate in acts meant to destroy because he's trying to destroy sin. So he acts sometimes in accordance with what's going on among the people, but always lifting them up beyond where they're at. And a story like Ruth tells us exactly how much God wants to live, lift humankind out of where they are and lift Israel out. And then third, with Jesus, it all fits. Because ultimately, it's not just David who is the offspring of Ruth. Who else is the offspring of Ruth? Well, ultimately, Jesus himself is Ruth's offspring. And the compassion and love and redemption in the story of Ruth, this Moabitess, fits with David's story. It fits with the coming of Jesus in the same lineage where Jesus Christ himself, like the heart of David, so seeks after the heart of God, his heavenly father, that he becomes a source of redemption for all humankind. So I want you to turn to the book of Ruth. We're just going to read a couple of verses here. And then we're going to be done. Turn to the book of Ruth. And verse 15 says, Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I'll go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if anything but death separates you and me. And that's exactly the attitude that God expects from us concerning himself. Because God has that attitude about us. There is nothing that will separate us from the love of Christ Jesus. And he wants from us the same kind of undying commitment and faith in him. And so we have a world, as I said before, which is oh, so messed up in so many ways. And there are days when I wake up when there's been another bombing there's uh, days I wake up and there's some other mass shooting somewhere. Or I just wake up and I look at some nation that has risen up against another nation. And I think, what in the world is going to happen in this place? Where are we headed? Well, the fact is, I, I don't know. But I have so much confidence in God. So much confidence that the Lord is able to take a situation and turn it completely around. And the book of Ruth, I think, gives us hope that in a horrible world, that he is able to do something wonderful and to redeem it. And so do you have hope today? I hope you do. Not because of who we are, of course, but because of who God is and because of what he does. So two things I want to encourage you to do. Read Ruth. And when you do, I want you to look for compassion, love, redemption, and hope. 
I think in a world like ours, where you pick up the newspaper and it's filled with all kinds of bad news, you read the book of Ruth and it's a completely different kind of story. We need to read Ruth. The second thing is, I want you to ask, where can I be an influence for compassion, love, redemption, and hope? Because ultimately, while God wants to bring those things into our world, he wants to use you to do so. And in a world that is so broken, we are so badly needed. There are people around you everywhere who are broken and who need what we have to offer. Will we not be the ones who take the opportunity to bring into their lives something like what Ruth brought into the life of Naomi and those around her and the relationships that they shared together. Can we not bring that? I think through the power of Jesus, we can indeed. Let's pray. God, we live in a broken world. There are things going on, even as I speak, that are so brutal, so unfathomable for us that it, it's impossible to even speak them in this place. We know how badly those even around us here in Calgary need a message of hope, a message of love, a message of compassion. And, and God, you provide us with that. And you give us opportunities every day to talk to people where we can help turn their lives around by bringing this message from you of love and compassion and hope. Help us, God, to seize those opportunities. Help us to be like a Ruth, willing to sacrifice ourselves so completely to you and following you that as you live within us, our influence in our world begins to permeate and make a difference. We pray that that would be the case among us. Start today. Through Jesus we pray. Amen.